Blog Talk Radio. Well, hey, everybody. I was just going to say, if you were just looking at my Facebook, Facebook page, see, listen, I don't sound any better than I did yesterday. I'm so glad that shutting up and whispering around my house is doing me absolutely no good. Yay, said nobody ever. So obviously I'm a wee bit behind here. Somebody could have reminded me before I started watching Nashville that Raina was going to die and then I was going to be sitting here like a blubbering mess five minutes before showtime. Embarrassing, awkward, but here we are. So excited about today's show guest. You know why? She's pretty and she knows how to sing and she's talented and she's got great hair and she's got a beautiful child and oh my God, there's so much to talk about. So before we get Jennifer on the line, I just want to remind everybody that I have one more show this week and God knows, thank you Jesus, it's the last one and I don't mean that in a way where I don't like my guests, but the reality is it's taking me a whole lot of work to keep my voice here. So reminder to everybody, tomorrow at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time, I'm going to be featuring Mars Robart. He happens to be the producer and director and writer of his new production, which is called Scumbag. I know, right? Isn't that interesting? I have some of the coolest guests on my show. Um, he's done a number of different productions. He's from Canada's cutest little thing. He also used to do DJing back in the day. So this is kind of a semi-biographical project he's done. So please do not forget to tune in at 12 o'clock Central Standard Time tomorrow. Please forgive me. I just had to warm up a hot toddy. Yes, we're having alcohol on the show today. Why? Because I'm desperate. So forgive me and try not to pick on me. Hopefully Jennifer will be nice to me. So without further ado, I know she's waiting. Let's get her on the line and start talking. Jennifer? Hi. Have you been listening to me babble on and on for the last few minutes? <laughs> about yeah, Nashville and the hot toddy in my life. Well, you can hear how I'm doing. I sound like a boy. It's very embarrassing, actually. Um, if oh, you looked no. at my picture and now you're listening to me, yeah, I've been. This virus thing came from my kids. I was the only healthy one. Then last Friday, sick, sick all weekend, and now my voice is going. And I keep trying not to talk. I'm like, I'm not going to talk until showtime. And then yeah. tried your, you have kids, right? Try having two boys yeah. running around the house. And you're trying not to yell. You have to be on the radio. And people are annoying you all the time. So, yay, I sound like a boy. Oh. But I'm here and I showed up. And I'm not crying oh. anymore about Raina. Because that's so, that's so funny, isn't it? Do, do you have those television shows that you, like, faithfully watch and then a major character dies and you're, like, sitting there crying? And you're, like, they're not yes. even real and I'm crying? That's what I'm doing. Yeah, I mean, Raina just died. And I'm, like, I can't believe she just died. But I'm guessing oh. it's because she has another show. I didn't just say that, yeah. but it's devastating. I'm like, oh, my God, they killed off Raina. She has such a nice voice, and I like her. So, okay, I'm going to try to make my way through your show, even though Raina's dead. It's kind of a bummer, but Aww. what are you going to do? I'm oh, so I get excited it, you're you're here. so connected to the characters. So. Right? It's the connectivity yeah. I think that television brings us. Um, yeah. You get connected to characters, to stories. You have a relatability factor there. And then, you know, you're watching it all this time, and then all of a sudden, she just dies, and I'm like, oh, my God, did they just kill her off? I wasn't really expecting it, so I'm a little emotional. But I think we'll be okay. Oh. You know, there's a little brandy okay. in the hot toddy, so it's not going to hurt. It's 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we have a lot to talk about. First of all, good Jesus. You never told me. Not only does she look pretty on her Facebook page, try looking in her cover page um, when it comes to, like, the cover of the CD, etc., and all their promo pictures. Good Lord, woman, you have that sexy factor going on. Holy Hannah. Oh. Oh, You're so you. cute. Oh, Good God. You. That was the first thing I noticed. I'm like, Jesus, she's pretty and she can sing. I'm very jealous. Oh. So we want to talk about one of the aspects of your beauty, which is this. I think you change your hair color like you change the water. Um, I got to tell you, pretty I've much. seen you in like five colors. 
<laughs> yeah. Okay, so explain that to me. Is that just like I'm going to wake up today and I feel like being pink and I'm going to? How do you decide? I mean, where did all that come from? Well, basically, I had my hair blonde forever, and one day I just got sick of it. I'm like, I just I can't take it anymore. It's been the same forever. So <laughs> I think I started out with, like, pink and purple and blue, and then I got bored. I'm like, well, let me change this again, try something else. And then <laughs> the Cubs were, you know, it was all that time when they were winning. And so I'm like, I'm going to go blue. So I did Cubs blue. And then um, I got bored again. And a lot of people were like, try purple out, you know, see how that goes. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that could be cool. So then I just dyed my hair purple last week. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so how do you manage to fluctuate the color? Because I'm here to tell you I'm old. And I'm, like, 47 years old, and so I dye my hair, and three weeks later, the gray comes back. So I'm, like, so the gray is so going, right? But I'm, like, thinking I, I have towels that are wet and full of hair color, and I'm, like, if you're swapping your hair out, somebody must be doing this for you because how do you manage to do your hair like this without it, like, color – do you know what I mean? Like, the color lapsing one over the other? Because, folks, look at her hair. It's perfect. I mean, literally, you don't even see flaws. You must be, like, perfect. Oh, <laughs> that's what I think we've deduced. Like literally, because I'm like she, she is beautiful and her hair doesn't even run. Wow, oh. I'm really jealous. Oh yeah, I don't do Seriously. it. I, yeah, I lie. yeah. If I did it, there's no way it would be a mess. But yeah, I have someone do it definitely. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of what I thought about that. And now I've yeah. seen your child, so I'm like, is your child at the age yet where she's like, well, if mom can do purple, blue, and pink, I can too? Because I'm just yeah. waiting for that. <laughs> oh, yeah, she is. She wants to dye her whole hair, like, blue and black. And I'm like, honey, I just I don't want you to, you know, damage your hair. Right. So we're thinking about maybe just doing the ends because if that gets damaged, you can cut it off. But I won't let her ah, do the whole thing idea. yet. <laughs> right, right. Well, of course, I just assumed that, like, you know, mom's walking around and doing this, et cetera. And originally from the onset, was it because more of the band thing? And you thought, oh, this is going to be kind of cool. So the creative side of you was like, yeah, this is awesome. Because it's got to be a lot of maintenance and work to try to keep that up. And I don't think our children understand, yeah, it looks really good. But there's work involved to get us to look like this. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it was definitely, you know, um, because of the band, I thought I'd wanted to try something a little different. And um, so, yeah, that's definitely why I, why I first started it. But it's also kind of fun because, like I said, I just I had the same blonde hair forever, so I just got bored too. <laughs> ah, look at that. And, of course, you know, sometimes blondes get a hard time. I know this firsthand. I wore a blonde wig once, and it was just like, oh, my God, you poor girls. You, I feel badly for you. Okay, so wonderful. So she cleared up the hair thing, so I'm so excited about that. You're going to notice that we'll jump around between your personal life and your professional life because it's important to me that I distinguish you because um, obviously I interview musicians all the time, but I want people to remember things about you and not just the fact that you're the founder of the band. Not that that's not fantastic, but you should know more about you than that. So, okay. One of the things I know about your band that's really neat is that you're ambassadors for Holt International. So I thought it might be a good idea for you to talk to folks about who Holt International is, how you conglomerate together, and what that means to you as a band to be representatives for them. Okay, yeah. Yeah, well, Holt is a Christian organization, and uh, basically they help um, orphans with their with their needs, you know, food, uh, shelter, clothing. And so mm-hmm. we partnered with them uh, a few years back, and we talk about that at our shows, um, you know, if anyone's interested in in uh, signing up and um, contributing like a monthly fee, um, they can do that uh, through us. And then we, we just talk about Holt and, and the, um, the kids a little bit that need um, support. 
And so, yeah, I mean, and that amount basically it just helps them, like I said, with food, shelter, clothing, and just and um, just the basic things that we take for granted. Oh, that's so nice. And it's nice to see that people are out there and doing things like that. Um, people don't realize how much of an impact one or ten organizations can make all doing the same thing, of course. If someone's listening in and they want to get involved with this organization, what would be the easiest way for them to do that? Or if they want to volunteer, or if they want to donate, etc. I have org as a website. I wasn't sure if they can reach out to you or the organization, or how does that work exactly? <clears throat> yeah, they can definitely go to the website and um, contact um, Holt through the website or I think there's a phone number on there. They can call someone as well. Um, or, yeah, they can definitely um, contact me um, either through, like, the Facebook or Ignescent uh, Facebook. So it's just um, I-G-N-E-S-C-E-N-T music, Ignescent music on Facebook, and I'll uh, respond there. Or you can look me up on Facebook as well under Jennifer Benson and send me a message. Um, or email, like, um our email is just ignescent at ignescentmusic.com. Um, you can email me there too. So any of those ways, um, you, know, I, you know, I could get you connected to Hope. Wonderful. Because I always think it's a good idea to support our nonprofits out there, especially because they work with so many volunteers and have so few resources, and it takes literally a team to run that sort of thing. So kudos to you guys for lining up with something like that. That's awesome. Um, oh, thanks. I'm curious to ask about this. Very recently, I know that you had just played at the um, right after the St. Patrick's Day Parade in St. Charles, and I've been to St. Charles, Illinois. And so I'm curious because um, I'm part Irish, and I was just wondering, hmm, I'm thinking they're not an Irish band. Not quite yeah. so sure they play Irish tunes. So I was I was excited for you. I'm like, oh, my God, you scored a gig at a place like this. So tell me how that came about. I'm like, that's awesome for you, but I just don't, I don't see the whole Irish thing going on. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Uh, at the Alibi Bar, you mean? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. oh, wait a minute. You played after the – oh, no. I know what this is about now, so maybe we shouldn't talk about it. Oh, I was like, did oh, you see that, about- <laughs> Yes, I did. Because it just yeah. – and now the link is going out of my head, and I'm like, oh, wait, there's the light bulb. Maybe we shouldn't talk about that. Yeah, maybe yeah, we shouldn't. Or, okay. I mean, we could. Yeah, we'll just- <laughs> Well, we could, but I, well, okay, I'm going to stop talking right now, and if you want to speak about the alibi bar, now would be your time. So I'm starting silence, so you can either say no comment or you can talk. Okay. Well, you know, honestly, if you're okay with it, I'm fine with just mentioning what happened. But um, we were, uh, okay, all right. And just because I don't want this to happen to anyone else, and that's why I did that post as well. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. um Basically, you know, we got booked at the Alibi Bar in St. Charles, and um, we never played there before. It was the first time, um, mm. but it was it was really odd. The um, first band started playing, and the owner stopped them and said, "You can't play here anymore." And then um, told us we couldn't play either, and then said something about the police coming in and saying. We can't oh play this style music, and it didn't make any sense at all. And so, and then, mm-hmm. um, you know, I said, "Well, why, why did you even book us?" <laughs> you know, and um, he, said, he said, basically, he said, "Well, I didn't listen to your music. We normally um, we play a different style." And he, and I said, "Well, you, you know, <coughs> I mean, we wasted our time, our money." And he, I mean, there was more to it than that. But and then. Sure. Just asking him those simple questions, he threatened the police 
on on us and I don't know. It just oh it was God. really weird, but the whole thing was really confusing, didn't make sense. <laughs> but but anyway, oh so I've gracious. heard cast bands that's that's happened to as well. Um and I okay. recently read reviews. So I think it's happened often there. I just didn't, you know, know myself. So basically don't go to the alibi bar in Saint Charles because <laughs> FYI to you folks, which I guess brings or it points us in a in a different direction in terms of mm-hmm. well, let's stay with this. If there are people that are listening in that are musicians or budding musicians or in a band right now and doing kind of the same stint you are, which is booking their own gigs, um, right. and going out there and selling themselves and such, are there looking back at this experience, were there any tip offs that this might have happened or the things that people should watch for? Just kind of helpful hints we can give our audience in terms of so that they don't kind of get stuck in the same position you were. Mm-hmm. Um, well, there is no way to know, but looking back, I should have looked up the reviews because afterwards, mm. um, I saw some things about the owner and he was, you know, I didn't say anything about bands and canceling bands, sure. but it did say, um, like, like one review from a customer was, um, the owner was really rude to me and he wouldn't, um, even let me have a glass of water for free. And, and he was kind of oh like, so there's certain things like that. Um, so in the future, yeah, I would, I mean, I should have, I've just never had that situation before. And so I oh, didn't sure. think to do it, you know, but from now on, I'll always be looking up reviews before I book, um, or just from now on book places I've been in the past, but, um, so yeah, I guess that would be a good way just to kind of look up, um, information, Google it and kind of see what their reviews are on the bar and, um, yeah. Uh, and maybe ask around, like ask other local bands who have played there. So Sure. Yeah. So good thing we brought that up, obviously. But it was a nice St. Patrick's Day parade, yeah. Even though the bar yeah. didn't turn out, did you even get to see the parade? Because it's cool. The parade itself yeah. is nice. Yeah. Yeah, it was really, really cool. Um, yeah, yeah, it was beautiful. And actually, we went to the parade um, before that, um, the the previous one, um, and I think it was Jenny McCarthy um, and uh-huh. Donna Wahlberg were um, were yeah. part of it. So we got to see them, right. and me and my daughter actually got to be in that parade. So it was really, really cool. But so, but yeah, they have really well, uh, and really cool parades there. Any any person with the name Wahlberg for a last name, yeah, that's all I'm yeah. gonna say. They're lovely and so pretty and so talented. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that's so awesome. And who doesn't like a St. Patrick's Day parade? So at least the parade part of it. And words of the wise. Now we've had our little talk about that. I'm sorry, I I, I wasn't connecting the two when I had my notes in front of me. Otherwise, I would have probably thought, yeah, maybe we shouldn't talk about it. But now it's out there and it's out there, so fine. So we had our little talk yeah, on okay. that. So thank you. Yeah. Okay. So I have to know because I know that you and Cass both auditioned for The Voice. So how did that go? Because interesting mind or intriguing minds want to know. Inquiring minds will get it right. So how did you do? <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah, it was. It was a lot of fun. I mean, we got there. I think it was like at five in the morning, and um, we literally waited all day. I mean, it was packed. But um, and so yeah, I mean, there was a group of. Um, five of us in the room, so Cassidy, you know, my daughter and me, and three other people, we all auditioned, and um, yeah, I mean, it went well, um, but um, yeah, and I would definitely, it's something I would do again, but it's it was a very long and grueling day, but, but it was a lot oh, of fun, it was a really good experience, so yeah, and it was good for my daughter to do something like that, too, she, she's never done anything like that, so 
So it was fun. And it's exciting. Yeah, and for yeah. a younger person especially, obviously. I've heard stories from other people that have gone and auditioned. And I guess I want to get your take on this because I always ask musicians about this. Some stand on one side of the fence and they're like, the voice and America's Got Talent and the, all those things that our society has put together nowadays are just terrific because they provide forums for people like yourself and many others to kind of get out there, get their name, get more recognized, etc. Some stand on the other side of the fence and they're like, wait, Reba McIntyre and all those other guys didn't have America's Got Talent back in the day and they had to work for everything. So I'm just asking you, musician-wise, where do you stand on that post? Because obviously I know you auditioned clearly, but... Um, do you think it's kind of the, the get exposure, get excited, get out there, get known, to, some call it the cheater's way? Um, or do you think it's really actually a very valuable asset out there and it's recognized and it's, and it's respected, I guess? Well, I think it's, honestly, it's very valuable. I mean, I, I can see um, both sides of that, but... Sure. Um, but no, I think it's a great opportunity and why not take advantage of that, you know, um, and try to, you know, get out there, audition, hopefully get on there and get that exposure, um, you know, quickly. I think it's a great opportunity. But then mm-hmm. being um, where, you know, other famous artists have been and they worked hard and just um, my experience personally, I mean, I know I've, I've, well, it does take a lot of work. I mean, there's, you know, sure. you have to do shows. Obviously, you, um, um, there's a lot of traveling. There's a lot of costs. There's, um, I manage the the band. I book it. And so, um, you know, I mean, there's value in that, too, and just learning um, work ethic, you know, and, and learning from experience different things and, and you know, and gain that that exposure through that way and just learning to work hard. I mean, that's valuable too, um, just to have that in. Um, um, but I think, I think, you know, both ways are good, but I definitely think it would, it's, you know, such a great opportunity. So. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I agree. Well, thank you for sharing that. Actually. I, I'm always intrigued to find out about that because us authors, they don't have that show like, um, and, you know, America's got authors or whatever have you, where they're like, Oh my God, you know, we're going to recognize blah, blah, blah and all that good stuff. So it's kind of neat to have a venue out there like that. And kudos to anybody that makes it that way. It's hard enough yeah. nowadays. Well, I don't need to tell you as an Indian yeah. person, it's really tough to get exposure. I'm not going to lie. Kids. Jennifer approached me actually. She actually came to me mm-hmm. and she's like, Hey, would you like to have us on the show? And then take some guts. Let me tell you. Well, I say yes to lots and lots of people, especially independent musicians, because I know tons of my friends struggle so hard to get gigs, mm-hmm. to get out there, to get recognition, just to be acknowledged, just to make a decent wage, to you know, to pack everybody off and work a night where you have like four people in an audience sometimes. I can imagine that takes a whole lot. Um, so I'm just very yeah. proud that I'm able to give you a platform to be able to expose yourself. Um, so that's awesome. I think absolutely oh, awesome. Now, oh, yeah, I appreciate it. I'm curious because you obviously are the founder. You've been together since 2008. I would like to know what made you want to formulate this band. I mean, I'm assuming that you were aware of all the challenges that come along with being indie, et cetera. Um, what made you formulate this type of band? Why was this important to you to formulate all of this? Um, well, the main reason is because I wanted to have a band with a positive message out there and, mm-hmm. There's not a lot out there, and so um, I guess 
I had the idea of I want to change the world <laughs> type of thing um, through music. And so I just, I don't know, I just had a really, um, like, a strong calling just to um, to do this um, and start the band and go out there and um, and just encourage, you know, people with, with music and also with the message. You, you know, we, um, we talk about, um, or I talk about, God on stage and I talk about my struggles and what I've been through and um, you know and I offer also to pray for people um, at the shows or online if they want to contact me and so I know there's like there's so much hurt out there um, that I just you know I I mean I'm just one person or we're just you know as a band five people but we're hoping to make some kind of positive or good impact on the world and just to be able to help, you know, as much as we can with just encouraging people. And, you know, we're not, we're not up there for ourselves. We're up there for people and just to love people and help them and encourage them and, in whatever they're struggling with. So that's kind of my heart and why I wanted to start Ignescent. Oh, goodness. Now, um, I'm curious about your audience in particular because obviously you do different gigs in different places. Do you find that your band is gravitating an audience that is more so the Christian nature or is it the younger crowd, older crowd? Is it a mix? I was just curious because oftentimes a Christian band, obviously most people that gravitate to you are going to be of the same faith or of of the same musical type or message, etc. Or are you finding that you're able to gravitate to all these different types of audiences? Because that's what I'd like to hear, but we'll see what you think. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of a mix. I mean, there are, you know, Christian fans, um, or Christian people that uh, come to our shows, of course, because they, they like the message and all that. But there's also people of different faiths and different beliefs, um, which is my hope and what I'm wanting. I'm not just, you know, wanting people <laughs> that have our beliefs. I, you know, well, of course, everyone right. is welcome, obviously. But um, of of any belief, um, no matter what they they think or what they believe. But um, so yeah, we do have a mix. Um, we have some people that you know just really enjoy the style of music and um, and just kind of like to come and hang out that you know are not Christians at all and and don't have that faith. And then I would say it's a mix uh, as far as the age range. You know, there's um, there's some younger like. Um, teenagers and early 20s 30s I guess that would be the main age range in 40s so um, there's kind of an overall uh, an overall mix of people who are interested and come to the shows well here's an interesting question Mm-hmm. Now, your daughter obviously knows that you're active and a part of this, et cetera. And does she watch mm-hmm. mom and say to herself, hey, I kind of want to use the same thing because I obviously know that she's involved. I've watched um, some of the things going on on your page, and I see obviously that she, she has been involved in singing before. Obviously, I've seen her sing in concerts. I know that she just got accepted for a play. So she has that creative background to her. Do you think that on her own, or I'm not quite sure if you are influencing her, do you feel that she will find herself kind of merging towards that musical career? I mean, would that is that something that would make you happy, kind of continuing on that message, maybe in a different capacity or maybe as a, a singer? Mm-hmm. Um, if she wants to, I'd be fully supportive of it. But if she doesn't want to, I'm also very supportive of that, whatever she wants. I, you know, I'm, it's not something I'm forcing on her. Um, 
I know she wants to be a NICU nurse right now. That could change because of her age. Oh, wow. But, um, yeah. So right now that's what she wants to do. But she's always like, well, this is what what I want to do, Mama. I want to be a NICU nurse, but then I want to do acting and singing on the side. And so right now, you know, she's in a play, and she's also in hip-hop dancing. She loves it. She's really good at hip-hop. She just told me the other day she wants to start singing lessons. So, yeah, she's very creative, and she loves all that stuff. Um, But as of now, she kind of, she wants to kind of do that, you know, (laughs) now, obviously. And when she's older, she says on the side, and then um, and then be a NICU nurse. But I think it's also because she understands the financial aspect of, because of what I've been through as far as being an artist, it's very, very hard. So I think she, right. kinda, at an early age, understands that you, you kind of, you know, depending on what level you're at, you kind of need that um, career and that, that support of a, of a, you know, of a good, good career kind of, and then you do that on the side as well. So that's, yeah, that's yeah. kind of where she's at right now. Understandable. And since yeah. uh, we are on your daughter, I have a question because I noticed that she very recently got her braces removed. So here's the big question. Because yeah. my son is 12 years old. He's about to get braces and he's already like, oh, oh my God, I don't want to do this. I'm going to look ridiculous. There's a girl at school he likes. Oh my God, he's going to kill me if he ever listens to this. There's a girl that he yeah. likes. I'm sure that plays a factor in it. So I was uh-huh. just curious as to what the braces experience is because I already know what it's going to cost us financially. But is yeah. it really as tedious, time-consuming, torturous as one hears it is? Because I I try to try to tell her when something positive, like, well, there's this, but I yeah. I can't think of anything really. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. So you've been um, there. So let's ask you. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really not that bad. I mean, it's a little bit of a pain because you have to go back every six weeks and for them to adjust sure. and look at things. So that part's kind of a pain. But um, as far as, I mean, she didn't have problems, honestly. She she did really well. Um, sometimes, at, well, at the very beginning when she got them on, it was a little painful and all that. But, um, but she actually had fun and enjoyed it because they would change her rubber, you know, her bands every six weeks. And so she would do like blue and white ones, and and then green. And I don't know. I know you're um, you have a son, so he might be a little <laughs> a little different. But for girls, it was kind of fun because she's like, oh, I can get this color this time and this color next time. <laughs> but so she had fun with it. Um, but now that it's off, um, I'm I'm kind of relieved, and she's relieved too. But really? <laughs> but it wasn't too bad. I bet. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're not looking forward to it. It's like now he's got to get two teeth pulled, and then within two months he'll have mine, and then they're like, oh, it's going to be two years, and I'm like, great. Yeah. I just can't wait yeah. for that. So, yeah, I'm, I'm sure I'll yeah, come up with something yeah. like the colored bands or whatever. I'll just try yeah, to. Yeah, yeah, something. Nice. I don't know. I mean, there just isn't much positive there, but I'll try with something as yeah. far as that goes. Yeah, it's nice. Okay, no, I'm but... <laughs> I want to switch back to the band because we want to talk about this. I happen to notate that obviously you are part of the band, but I know for a while that you are actually um, reaching out to other individuals about helping to support your solo projects. So I want to talk about that, see if you manage to reach your goal, if you're still trying to raise funds. What's the status of the solo projects? We should talk about that as well. Oh, okay, yeah. Um, yeah, actually, today I was starting to work on uh, GoFundMe for that, so I should probably oh. be posting that in the next week or so. Okay, I got um, you. Yeah, yeah, but I'm um, I'm almost done with 
the lyrics and everything, like the melody and everything for the first song. So I'll probably be recording the first song in like two to three weeks. Um, and that then that should be done. And then I'm going to be trying to raising, you know, like raise the money for the rest of it. Um, All right. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be a... Oh, you know, a process. I'm hopefully going to record t- like ten songs or so. But um, oh, wow. so yeah, I'm getting oh, wow. there. But I'm pretty excited, and the style is going to be more pop, so it's going to be a little bit different. Um, but I'm really, really excited about it. Oh, I bet. Yeah, I saw the note and I thought to myself, yeah, she's probably going to be working on this for a little bit because I know oftentimes when solo projects go and that GoFundMe thing, then of course it's talking to people, getting the word out, et cetera. And, and mm-hmm. What made you want to do the solo project? Because it almost looks like you've got your hands full just with managing the primary band. Or is it just something that's important to you, meaning having solo as well as being part of the band? I was just curious what the motivation was for doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I don't know. I've always wanted to do that. And also, I've always wanted to do like a pop album. Um, I just love that style. And so that's, that's kind of why I just want to do something like in that genre specifically. So, oh my goodness gracious. Look at this girl. She's managing the band, and now she's doing this solo project, and she has a child. And get ready for this, folks, because I know people look on my page all the time, and I hear comments, and God knows you were beat with the beauty stick. So here's a disappointment, fella. Very married. And I know this because I've looked at her husband, and she speaks about him so eloquently, you would think that God would have delivered him himself just to you. I have to say that I noticed that you have such such complimentary and charming and very sweet things to say about your husband. So my question for you about him is this. Um, how does he kind of fit himself, so to speak, within this? Because I can imagine between the writing, the playing, um, the promotion, etc., it can be tough to juggle. So how does he do with all of that? And is he a creative as well? Because we'd like to find that out about the partners. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's a good question. Um, well, in, you know, I intentionally want him involved just because of the busyness of everything and um sure and so yeah he um he always comes to the shows and he helps sell merch and he's also part of the show like on stage he does a part at the very oh. beginning um and there and a part where he holds up a sign it says perfect love cast out fear so he comes on stage and he um and he does that um, during our show, and um, he helps like the band members, um, you know, with their equipment, kind of like a roadie or anything we need. Um, just bring anything in and helps kind of set up. But um, but the funny thing is, he's really really shy, and he's more of an introvert. So okay. he hates being on stage. But I kind of made him go up there. <laughs> but um, and he, yeah, he's not he's not super. Um, creative, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. He's he's more introverted, honestly. So. <laughs> he's kind of I gotcha. Of me, I guess. Yeah. But they say that but, that works though. The yin and the yang. You know what I'm talking about? How one is like this, yeah. and the other one is like this. So it's kind of like maybe that works out real nicely. And it looks like I mean, folks, I don't even have to ask this twice. Extremely supportive from what she talks about, and the fact that he's he's just a solid trooper. He's just there. Um. Yeah. Although I do have to say one thing, I noticed that you guys went to see that that Miss Pen is it Penegreen's House for Wayward Children or something like that. I happen to see this poster. You're going to see that movie, the uh, 
the uh, I can't remember now. The Peculiar Children movie, Mrs. Pennock. Oh right, um, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? I saw this post yeah. and I said, I was just, I, if you could see me across the computer, I'm like shaking my head and I'm like, my children made me go to that movie. I don't know if you guys like that because it looks like your husband would be the Harry Potter type of person, you know, sci-fi uh-huh. that sort of stuff. Oh my God, I just, yeah. I couldn't deal with that movie. I didn't think it was that great. <laughs> but I was oh, like, really? probably something your husband like. Yeah, I just, you know, my kids were like, I don't know, there's something weird about that Mrs. character. She kind of freaked me out a little bit and I was like, yeah, this is a little... Yeah, I don't do, yeah. like, Harry Potter, Lord of the Rings, that kind of stuff. So I'm like, okay. Oh, okay. But oh, okay. I can see where your hobby might like something like that. But we like your hobby. We like yeah. supportive partners and hobbies and things like that, which is absolutely awesome. A few other things that I know about Jennifer from the personal side. First of all, she's completely non-technical, and she dislikes heights. So don't take her to the top of anything because it will scare the heck out of her from what I understand. Um, <laughs> also, what I think is really cool is that you have this family tradition that you go to dinner at Maggioni's, and I was just sitting here laughing because I'm like, little does she know that every bad date I've ever had was at Maggioni's. So congratulations oh, no. on that. I'm serious? glad you guys. Oh, my God, I kid you not. It's like the kids <laughs> down. Every time I go to Maggioni's, I walked out on two of them, and then I had two yeah. other ones that were just completely not what they said they were. So kudos to you on that. So I just got to ask. Why do you people go to that place? <laughs> I mean, I get it. It's a family <laughs> tradition. But, I, I mean, are you, like, Italian or something? Because I'm like, why Maggioni's of all places? Why is that, like, a thing? I mean, you just go, you're from all out of town and get together? Or what's the story with that? Yeah. I I don't know. I'm trying to remember how we started it. <laughs> I'm trying to think back. But okay. we just love the food, honestly. It's, it's you know, as simple as that. It we is. just love the food. and yeah, It so. is. But I'm Except sorry it's that you bad had that for a date, folks. Yeah, don't go there. You want to date anyone? <laughs> don't go there. Okay, it's just not a good thing. But kudos to you guys on that one that you that you go and you enjoy yourself. So that's absolutely wonderful. Now we want to talk about the um the writing component of what you do because I of course can relate to that as a writer. So first of all, I want to ask you if you use the Lady Gaga method, which is just I pound myself down a bottle of brandy and I just find myself <laughs> writing the best things. We all know we have our own methods. So for you, let's say necessarily, um, give me environment, give me attitude, and give me your best cure for writer's block. I ask everyone because I'm so tired of having it. It's sickening. Okay. Okay. Um, Well, a lot of times I'll either write, like, in my bedroom. For some reason, that's a good place for me to write, or in my car, like those two places. Really? Yeah, just having like a consistent place really helps me. And I don't know why those two places, I guess I'm in my car a lot, so I'm comfortable there. But um, yeah, so that would be two ways. And sometimes like a melody will just pop out in my head uh, randomly. Um, But other times I'm like, okay, I got to get this done. So I just kind of sit down and I'll kind of force myself um, to sit there and and write a little bit. and a lot of times it seems like when I go through, or at least as a musician uh, and as a writer, when I go through something heartbreaking or, you know, something really makes me angry or just some kind of struggle, it seems like, and I know a lot of people say this too, it's, it's uh, it kind of comes easier because you have all this emotion in you and it just flows out just from the anger or sure. the hurt. So that's... That yeah, that seems to be it. like if I'm happy and things are going well, it's a little bit harder <laughs> to write. But um, okay, I gotcha. Yeah. Now, 
are your songs always filled with messages or like you were talking about doing more of a pop thing? Because sometimes people that do pop performances, it's really more so about the dancing and the attitude and putting people in a better place versus some of the songs where you purposely are saying to someone, hey, I want you to hear this. It's important that I convey this message to you. So do you find that you're more geared to being a message motivator or are you going more towards the side of, hey, you know what, let's have a little bit of fun with this and enjoy the music and dance around and do you know what I mean? Is it possible mm-hmm. for you to do both, I guess? Yeah, yeah, definitely. It is possible. Um, and some of the songs are definitely going to have messages. I mean, that's just kind of my heart and, and who I am. Um, but I do want to do a few where they're just kind of fun and, um, you know, just kind of have fun and dance and, and um, you know, um, and hang out. But so I guess it's going to be a mix um, and a lot of it is just things that I've gone through in my life and in a lot of, you know, different people and, um, cause that was actually the song right now that I'm writing, it's going to be dedicated to my husband and it's just about him and like how he loves me and supports me and, and, um, just helps me. And so that's one of the songs, but, um, I guess to answer your question, it'll be, um, a kind of a mix but it'll definitely be a lot of stories and, and different things in my life that I've gone through and about different people and experiences. Gotcha. Now, if I were to ask you what you feel, in your opinion, is the primary difference between yourself and, let's say, a similar Christian band, what would you say that would be? What would define you differently than someone else in the same genre? Hmm. That's a really good question. Right, because um, I'm trying to distinguish you. So somebody's going to be like, I want to go see this woman. And you mm-hmm. should see her because yeah. she's so pretty and she has 18 colors of hair. Sorry we mentioned that. But oh, go ahead. <laughs> thanks. Just um, saying. <laughs> um, well, I guess I would say one thing is what I say on stage, the message. Um, I'm very uh, clear just about um, the struggles I've been through. During the set, I, I talk about that and um, – talk about my life experiences a lot of artists um don't do that um and so Gosh, that's one thing that. and just oh that's okay yeah and then just that um talking about god and just that encouraging message so that's one of the differences another thing is on stage we're super like high energy um we have a lot of fun we also throw in some different um well, I'm trying to think how you would describe it. Um, I don't know if theatrical is the right word, but as far as we <laughs> uh, we just we do creative things during the set that most bands don't do. Like we have signs um, in the beginning of our set right. and uh, just talking about like different things and different struggles, and then I take that away um, just as a, like symbolism, just saying you know what no, we're not gonna let these things like anxiety, depression, whatever it may be, we're not going to let these control us any longer. And so we have these signs and then I take them away. And so there's a lot of different things I do um, or that we do on stage that I think a lot of bands don't do. So that's, that's a little bit different. Oh, you betcha. Well, and the other thing that I noticed too, obviously, is 
your just the appearance of your band. To those of you folks that have not actually seen the promo picture of the different band members that are in there, um, you would almost at first sight, I'm not going to lie, I, I thought for sure punk, or I would think uh, for sure gas, or maybe heavy metal, obviously, because the look of your band is so different. Um, I know that you've been compared or, or you actually stated you're influenced by Paramore and Evanescence, and you remind me a great deal of Evanescence. In fact, I just reached out to Amy Evans the other day. This is very ironic. I'm trying to get her yeah. attention and get her on the show. Wouldn't that be wild? Oh, cool. I could have, like, you that and me cool. in her in a room. You could both, like, play, and you both kind of look at it, like each other. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Um, but I've looked at the band, and I've thought to myself, okay, there is no I in team. So, obviously, of course, Jennifer's not by herself in this venture. So, if you wouldn't mind, please share with your listening audience. Tell us a little bit about the band. Did you know the boys ahead of time? definitely makes you um, a group that grows together in in versus a group that falls apart. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nowadays, groups come together. Yeah. So I'd like to know what the glue is that keeps you guys together. And just tell us about who contributes to the band, obviously, because we want to know that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Well, um, honestly, uh, one of the members I just met through a friend um, online. Um, and another um Another member I met on this site on Bandmix, so it was, you know, um, pretty simple. I just put an ad out, and they responded and did an audition, um, oh. as well as the others. On one of them was on Craigslist, so that's kind of how we all met is online and um, through okay. an ad that I posted, and um, and Very one was nice. like I said through a friend. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, so. I mean, everyone contributes musically, um, so I usually write the melody and the lyrics, and then obviously the guitarist writes the guitar parts, and then the bass does the bass parts, drums do drums. So um, a lot of times, like, I'll come up with a melody, and um, sometimes I'll even email it and have them listen to it, and then we'll come together in rehearsal, and they'll, you know, put some music behind it, um, or the guitarist will come up with, like, a guitar part, and then... He'll play it in rehearsal, and um, and we'll start trying to come up, you know, with different parts, um, either in rehearsal or you know, or after on our own. And so that's kind of how we how we write and and how we met. But. Nice. Um, I'm curious about this because I just had a question pop into my head when you were just talking about um, how you do your performances. Have you? Uh-huh. And I'm knocking on wood that hopefully this hasn't happened, but I can envision this. Have you ever played to a crowd or to an audience that isn't necessarily Christian-friendly? Do you know what I'm talking about? Kind of like a yeah. heavy metal band that plays to a jazz area. And how do you handle right. or cope with something like that? Because that will lead us to our other question, if you would, please. Have it. And what was that experience like? Um, yeah, like have we played for something that totally different, you mean? I mean, Or, or is even by – I, I'm meaning like, for instance, you happen to be a band that happens to be a Christian band. So I've seen Christian bands play before. And depending on how you are, because I haven't seen you play live, um, sometimes some people are not receptive to that message and they can be downright just unaccepting, meaning that they don't want to hear about messages that are positive. Do you see what I'm saying? I, I was just curious yeah, that yeah, I, I could see where that might happen. So I'm just wondering. Oh, I see. Um, well... There has been a few times where, uh, I mean, nothing where a whole crowd or anything, um, has, sure. you know, has walked away or anything. But, um, no, I've Thank seen, God. like, 
No, no, they are. that would be bad. <laughs> I've um, seen maybe one person walk away, and I'm assuming it's because of the message, you know, and that's fine. You know, they walk away. When it's over, they come back. And so that's the only thing. I mean, nothing else has been negative. And honestly, oh, I've, yeah, it's actually, surprisingly enough, we've had a really positive response, more positive than I expected. Um, like we uh, opened for Like a Storm from New Zealand. Do you know them? or I do not, unfortunately. No, I have not. Okay. Well, they, um, I think it was in September of last year, um, they're from New Zealand, and they came to Home Bar in Arlington Heights. And uh, we actually opened for them, and I was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to, you know, go. And um, we had tons of people, like, afterwards that came up to us and said, thank you, you know, for your message, and uh, we love your music, and... Um, it was just, I mean, it was just such a positive response and I was blown away, you know, I was so thankful and, and excited that, um, that people were, were really, you know, receptive to us, um, considering like a storm is not a Christian band, you know, um, at all, but, um, I mean, they're incredible. I love them. Um, but yeah. And so that was, I mean, that was pretty cool. We've opened for uh, Art of Dying um, as well. Um, actually, many, many non-Christian bands, and we've always had a positive response from the crowd. And um, you know, I think, I think people <coughs> maybe find it um, refreshing. I, I don't know, but um, mm-hmm. but they seem to be receptive to it, and and just you know, I think they just like the music. So. Uh, oh, fortunately, we haven't haven't had anything too negative or anything negative. So, to hear that, definitely, because yeah. I was just I was actually in a store yesterday, and it was it was like some kind of a vintage shop or whatever have you, and they were actually playing Christian music, and it's just interesting uh-huh. to me, and I'm sure you would concur, just the dynamic, yeah. just the the actual. The whole way that Christian music is done now is completely mm. different. It can be very upbeat. It can be very positive. It can have yeah. a very strong message with a good mm-hmm. beat to it. You know what I'm talking about? It's not just yeah. it's going to sound like church bells and things like that. I think the persona of mm-hmm. religious music, period, is now taking a different form. I, I guess I'm curious on your take on that. Would you concur with that? I, I think that really it's evolved quite a bit and and the question is 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 your band evolving with it and do you see even more changes that you might make in terms of how you perform not just visually but when it comes to Mm -hmm. the actual vocals itself Mm -hmm. yeah yeah I definitely agree with that I mean um there's you know there's all kinds of bands out there I mean take Skillet or Flyleaf um POD, those kind of bands um, that had that message, um, and you know, a lot of times you can't even tell that they they are Christian necessarily. You know, it's just right. it sounds the same as any other music. There's like you know, there's I know there's um, dance um, music, and then there's hard rock. There's like thrash Christian, and um, there's all kinds of different styles. And I would say, yeah, it's definitely not what it used to be. It's it's you know it's pretty much sounds the same. It's just that the lyrics are positive. I guess the only yeah I guess the only difference is the lyrics are more positive right. and you know and it doesn't have anything obviously about drugs and all that. So um, oh, of course or politics because yeah. that seems to be a right. big hot topic these days is the whole politics thing. Now there's yeah, a very true. good question for you. Um, mm-hmm. 
we live in a world, obviously, and I'm sure you know this just as I do, being in Wisconsin or anywhere else, um, we've become more or less a world divided quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. What is, and I'm sure that you notice the same thing. So my question is, as a musician and as a woman or as a person, how are you hoping your messages will try to help people out there who are struggling to find their place and their way right now in terms of society? How do you think that you might have an influence on how people think or feel for the future? Will you even? I mean, is that important to you? Because we all kind of seem unsettled, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I It's yeah, it's been crazy out there. Um, I do hope to have a pop, you know positive influence. Obviously, we all have different views politically, um, right. or you know, and just I, I mean, so many different ways. But um, I guess my main thing is, you know, I want to influence people on how to handle it. Obviously, I'm not perfect. No one's perfect. But sure. you know, if we have different views, um, which all, you know, many of us do. I still think we should, you know, well, I think I know we should treat each other with respect and love, you know, even if we have those different views. So right. instead of resorting to violence or if you see, you know, on social media, people like cutting people down constantly, um, you know, I, I don't agree with that. You know, I I believe we should we should be careful what we say on social media, in person, you know, wherever we're at, and we should just treat each other with love and respect. Now, in the same way, I don't believe in being a doormat either, you know, <laughs> but um, but I definitely, definitely believe that we need to be careful in in the way we act in our actions towards one another and in our words, because words are powerful. And with oh, social media, it's so easy, you know, to, to say whatever and just to quickly cut people down instantly. And so I definitely think we need to work on that. And um, and another thing is um, racial issues. I mean, that's why I created this, or uh, Ignacent created the song, In the Name of Love. We did a remake um, of Pride in the Name of Love by U2. And I was hoping that song would have, a positive influence on the world with everything that's going on with that as well. So, And you sound like you're doing a terrific job just because the some of the things that I've seen, um, some of the pictures that I've seen, the videos that I've watched, et cetera, they're becoming popular, folks, in terms of uh, you're establishing your own sound, your own style. And I like the fact that you do different things on stage versus the average band. That kind of sets you apart. Not to mention the fact your look, clearly your sound, because obviously I've listened to your music prior to um, the show, which we're going to be playing. Obviously, the song Calling Out to You is going to be played on the show here. Now, I want to remind folks of a couple of different things before we talk about your CD and your songs. Um, on your website, I noticed that, um, and I'm just clarifying this, I know you've been offering your merchandise, your keychains, T-shirts, bumper stickers, things like that. So those are always available, is that correct? And I assume the shows as well, so they can either order online or else come to a show and get that as well. Is that correct? Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, I just wanted to double-check and make sure on that. Okay, your uh, CD is entitled Electrified. Uh, the song that we're going to be listening to is called Calling Out to You, obviously. So first, let's talk about Electrified. If people are sitting at their house and they're thinking, hey, I like that Jennifer girl, what can I expect to hear when I listen to this CD? Is it a mirage of different messages? Is it a uh, feel-good uh, CD? Tell us about what we can expect by listening to this CD, Electrified. Okay, yeah. Well, um, 
I would say it's very emotional. Like Calling Out to You was um, written in a time in my life when I was um, going through a lot of struggles. My ex-husband had left me for another woman, and um, and I had a little baby girl who was six months old. So that that was um, a really emotional time in my life. And so calling out to you is basically a cry out to God, you know, for help. Like I'm going through all, right. these, all these struggles. I don't know what to do. Right. <laughs> Just help me, you know. I'm losing exactly. my mind. So, <laughs> yeah. So We've all been there and that done is. that. Really? Oh, oh, yes. We've all been there and done that. Well, at least one yeah. way, so the whole calling out to you thing. You know, it, yeah. it's important. I think oftentimes we take for granted not just, you know, the fact that there's a higher entity that watches us, takes care of us, and actually listens to us, but more importantly, you know, spirituality of any kind. There are some people that walk this earth who have no sense or form of spirituality. Um, mm-hmm. I was just asking, I was just going to ask this question to you. I don't know, if, are you familiar with the Church of Scientology? Yes, I've been watching the Leah Ryan Ah, show. okay. Yeah. I am just about to embark on something, so I'm curious because you're a faith-based person. I'm Catholic. You know, I've been born and raised Catholic, and I'm not going to lie, I'm not a perfect Catholic. Um, you know, I've made plenty of my shares of mistakes in this world, and I, and I do follow the belief, mind you. And I believe we should all have a spiritual belief. So I'm curious, as a Christian person, what your take is on that, because I'm about to embark on something in that regard even though people keep telling oh, okay. me, don't do it. And I'm like, um, hmm. if you've watched that show, you know what it means. There are families that are disconnected from one another. There are people that are losing their lives, losing their livelihoods. I'm just curious to get your take because I know that you're faith-based. So what do you think of the church, quote-unquote? Of Scientology, yeah. Well, it's definitely yeah. not a church. It's a cult. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank think. you. Okay, yeah. so I'm not going crazy here because I keep telling people that I'm like, I wish they'd stop using the word church of Scientology, yeah. you know, church, religion, the whole nine yards. It's actually scary, isn't it, that, that people can use means <laughs> like that? <clears throat> yeah, it's super scary because it's so misleading and it's mm-hmm. it's just crazy. And, and, you know, who would, I mean, just knowing God, myself, and who he is, he would never tear people, you know, families apart. I mean, he wants well, us to be unified. I mean, it, it doesn't right. make any sense. It The whole thing right. is just so scary, and all they want is money, basically. You know, it's right. like a whole scam. It's just, it's sad, and I feel bad for the people who have been hurt and taken advantage of, and I'm so glad that Leah Remini and all these people are doing shows to, you know, get the word out, because it's it's sad, and they need to be taken down, honestly. It's just, it's not right. Oh, definitely. And I'm going to keep asking people that. I've been kind of throwing feelers out there and asking people about what they know, et cetera, et cetera, because, you know, I've had more than a few people tell me that I should stay away from it. But I'm like, you know, when you're a journalist and you see wrong and yeah. you see families separated and you hear the pain from other people, it's just, it's one of those things, you know. Apparently I'm right. being called to by a higher source, yeah. so to speak. That's the great caveat. Yeah. You rest your voice. I'm going to rest my voice. Folks, you're going to listen to her because now you're going to find out why I think she's so incredible. Just listen to this song. It's called Calling Out to You. Hey. 
Okay, so let me just say this. You sound different on the radio than you do on your on your um, song, just so you know. Really? I think yeah, you have a much deeper tone. I do. I, th- I think your voice is much deeper when you sing. I think your whole persona, to some extent, is different. That's just an observation from me. I could be oh, completely off, but this is just what I witnessed. Second of yeah. all, I think it's so cool that you're listed on MTV.com because I thought MTV was dead. And I'm like, oh, my God, they're on MTV.com. How exciting is that? <laughs> Um, just yeah. bragging rights right there. Number one. Number two, doesn't she sing fabulously? You actually believe what she's saying when she's singing. That's just my thoughts on that one. Now, oh, I only you. have three more questions for you, and then um, okay. I'm going to die because I think my voice okay. will only last me ten more minutes. Um, okay. First of all, thanks for not inviting me because you're playing Rockfest on the day of my birthday, just so no you know. No way. I looked up, and I'm like, oh, my God, July 15th, it's my birthday. That's actually oh the day my of my gosh. birthday. So how exciting that she gets to play Rockfest because Rob Zombie's there. That's like of all the people that are there besides you, Rob Zombie yeah. would be like the one thing that would pull me in. He's awesome, um, which is completely yeah. not Christian band. To see folks know, right. Rob Zombie's really not that Christian band thing. But how exciting. Who? Yeah. I mean, how did that all come about? Did you just like knock on their door and like, hey, Rockfest, we're totally for you? Because that's a major thing. I know. It's crazy. I don't know how it all happened. Basically, I contacted um, them, and I literally, I think I called them like six or seven times. And, and oh, my gosh. He's like, yeah, 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 we're we're still deciding on who we want. And then he's like, yeah, do you want this? And um, are you interested? I'm like, yeah, definitely. And we found out we're playing um, actually on, you know, July, July 15th, your birthday, but uh, we're playing mm-hmm. um, at 8 o'clock. Um, 10 o'clock, and then we're headlining at midnight. So we're playing three times. Um, oh so we're my super God. excited. Yeah, I think it's on the Bud Light or Budweiser stage. So super excited about that. But you should come are you, and celebrate your birthday. Are you going like, to like open for Rob Zombie? Because like, wouldn't that be awesome? That would be awesome. That would be totally awesome. I know, right? Because this girl's been trying to get an interview with him. Hint, 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 because, yes, I have been trying to get an interview with him. I just think he's cool. I've seen his movie productions because I do a lot on the film side and other stuff. So I, I see him not just as a musician, but I've seen that side of stuff. So I'm like, it would be cool to actually meet him. And I just think he's strange. I mean, strange in a good way. You know what I mean? You know how you okay. see a musician? You know what I mean? Like, Marilyn Manson is strange. I look at Kid Rock, and I'm like, you're strange. You know what I mean? So strange in a good way as far as that goes. So, yeah, Yeah. if I am in town, and as long as my children are not at home, I will come up to Rockfest and actually stand there and wait to see if you recognize me. (laughs) Because you know what I look like, so we'll see. Because she's like the 5,000 friends folks that don't friend her because she's so popular. that you. I tried to friend her, and I couldn't. And I told her that. I'm like, I can't friend you. You're too popular. See, everybody wants to know her. And we don't want to forget to mention me. Six, you were at the Smooth Fox, which is 51 South Grove Avenue, and that's in Elgin, Illinois, that you'll be playing. That's your next gig, correct, before Rockfest? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. I just want to make sure about that. Okay. I'm going to read off a bunch of different ways where people can find you, so um, I'll go through everything. You let me know if I forgot anything. So this is okay. how we find Jennifer. First of all, the website is ignescentmusic.com same name for the Facebook page, and she also has a personal page, but like I said, send her a message because she's so popular. Jennifer Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N. They are on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. They're on Instagram as Ignescent Music. She has a LinkedIn profile. 
She's on Twitter at Ignescent Music, Reverb Nation, Pandora, SoundCloud, and of course, again, one more time, the Ambassadors for Holt International, and their website is holtinternational.org. Um, did I miss anything? No, I think that's it. <laughs> I try really hard and I like rack my brain left, right, and sideways. Like, is there a place that they they could be heard from? That you know, blah blah blah, all this good stuff that you can't find them. So I'm like, okay, fine. So no. So my last question to you is. Well, I have two last questions because everyone nowadays gets asked the same question when you're on my show. Okay. I've been trying to chase the same actor down to get an interview for over a year, and I know you're going to say, Jennifer, yes, Cindy, I have a cell phone number. So I'm going to say a name. You're going to say, I know who he is. Yes, I have a cell phone. Okay, so we're going to try this. So this actor's okay. name is Michael Madsen, and you're going to say, yes, I have a cell phone oh. number. Are, are you lying, Jennifer? Because I think I think you're a Christian person, so I'm pretty sure you wouldn't lie to me. Lying. I promise I'm not lying. I promise. You have Michael Madsen's phone number? <laughs> no, I don't. Look at how she toys with me, folks. I bring her on my show, and she plays with me. I don't <laughs> like you people. What do I have to do? You know, I just, I literally, I actually prayed about this. I've gotten to a point where I've tried everything, and I'm like, really? Either he doesn't like me. Have you heard of Michael Madsen? I mean, he's obviously, you know, he's done Free Willy. He's done Donnie Brasco, Salma Louise. I mean, he's been in like 200-some productions. He's he's like my top five, you know. So when you have those yeah. people that you admire so much, you're like, I've tried everything. So I got one more yeah. pitch. I got one more person, and I'm kind of like, you know what? And I asked... I don't want to get hokey, folks, but it's real. I asked for a sign. I was like, I looked up, and I'm like, help me out here. You know what I mean? Because at a certain point, yeah. you're kind of like, I, it's yeah. kind of the running joke on the show. Like, I'm just going to ask everybody, do you know? I mean, I, I clearly didn't think you had his number, but I'm like, what the heck? Uh, yeah, no, I know. <laughs> but what I really well, do want to ask that for you. Maybe if we both pray. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. I would love that. While they're on stage, like, yes, bring that Michael Manson to her. But the one question I did want to ask, which I forgot was, the name of that band. Now, you know, one of the definitions of the many is emitting sparks of fire as certain stones when stuck with steel. So I was curious if you actually picked a band name based upon the actual definition, meaning there's a correlation between what your band is trying to do and um, what the actual meaning is, or was it just a random name pick? I'm just curious. No, it was very intentional. Yeah, because like ah. you said, ignescent means to ignite. So yep. we want to ignite people's hearts on fire for God and with our music. Exactly. That's what I thought. At least yeah. I'm one for one today. That's awesome. So That's let's right. see. The only other thing left that we have on my show, which is the last part of my voice, this is just so you know, you can let everybody know, your fans and followers, that within two hours of the show, it's archived, which means anybody can go back and listen to it all year round, um, which is nice. So you can let people know that about two hours or so from now. Obviously, of okay. course, the last thing that we do on my show is you get to be quiet and the half male, half female voice over here gets to tell you, the guest, what I think of you. What I like about this section is the fact that this is not scripted. So this is the only thing I haven't written. It's just something that comes off the top based on my reflections and the things I've learned about you. I feel it's important as a listening audience to know what type of person you are so that when they go and support you later on, they can be confident of the person that I'm talking about. So these are my impressions of Jennifer Benson. And before I forget, I don't want to forget to remind you of this. If you folks find, because I know that you have toured before the Midwest and Nashville, 
if by chance you happen to be in New York City in June, tail end of June, my film festival is going on in New York City. And at the awards ceremony the last night, I'm having an actual open jam for an hour and a half. So part of the awards night ceremony is any any musician I know can come and play, period. Oh, cool. Just because I'm relatively nice sometimes. Yes. So if you find yourself in New York, because I'm not going to lie to you, they don't pay me like $300,000 a year for a radio show slash film. So that means the first year we're on a limited budget. So I wish I could say, of course, Jennifer will fly you out there, and of course we'll have you headline. Uh-huh. So that would be lying. But yeah. we would say, yes, Jennifer, I'd love you to come if you're in the area. You, you have an open invitation as far as that comes to be able to come. Yes, I will absolutely try my hardest. As long as my kids are not home, I'll certainly make the trip. Well, I'll make somebody drive me because I might drink a little that day to come see you at Rockfest. So these are my impressions of you, Jennifer Benson. First time I saw this girl, I thought I couldn't interview her. Why? Because she's better looking than me and she's more talented. But I'm not a hater and I'm not spiteful by any means. And because I promote independence all the time, I thought it was important. If you take a look at at least five of her pictures, which I have, you will see the five things that I found when I looked at her. Integrity, intelligence, initiation, pretty, and passion. Those are the five things I see in the five different looks that you have. The fact that she changes her hair color all the time, I think it's fabulous. It's dynamic, and it's unique, and it sets the bar for other musicians out there. It basically, to me, resonates a message of I want to be original, I want to be unique, and I want someone to get attention. I want to get their attention and keep their attention, even if it means changing my hair, changing my message, changing where I play, and how I play. I think that the words that you use to commit to your messages are very powerful, and I think they're very pertinent for today's day and age. You're not trying to shove logical religion down someone's throat. You're trying to soothe their soul with it. That is a component that I think some people have forgotten about in the shuffle of trying to be successful in the independent music world. I see a good deal of greatness in you, which is the whole reason that I said yes to you, first and foremost, not just because you were pretty, but because I think you had something to say. I think you have a whole lot of some things to say to a whole lot of audiences. If I can help you do that in the future, all you have to do is reach out and know that I'll be there. I will certainly support you in any endeavor that you have, and I'm grateful that you gave me an opportunity to come into your world, and I reciprocally will send out my prayers and good thoughts to you, your family, and to your band, because I think you're just spectacular. And that's what I think of you. I hope you could hear that. Yeah, that's so sweet. Thank you. I re- I really so appreciate honest. that. And, oh, well, and, and I really appreciate you having me on your show. It's awesome. Well, of course. I mean, that's what we're here for is to promote independence, of course. I will stay in touch with you, and I will let you know as far as that goes. But I mean it, certainly, if you if you can correlate things and you guys get on the road and you're happy to be close, please don't hesitate to reach out to do that. That's what the whole festival is for, is exposing art, film, music, the whole nine yards. So I'm very excited about it. But I'll keep you posted yeah, about the Rock Fest. Elgin is not that far away from me. I don't think I'm in Milwaukee, so obviously Chicago. Is that close to Chicago, or? Um, yeah, it's about 45 minutes away. So okay. Milwaukee, yeah, okay, I believe it's a couple hours. So that's not yeah. too terribly bad. So you know, depending on where I'm at in May, I can certainly do that. I'm very big on promoting people that come on my show, and and that means appearing, literally standing there and listening. So I will do my oh, darndest to make sure that I do that. Certainly, definitely, and don't be a stranger. If you've got another album, another thing, another something. Don't hesitate to reach out to me. Now, you go back to your family. I'm going to go back to not talking. (laughs) But thank you so much for taking the time to come on. Good luck to you, dear. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Okay, you too. Anytime. Bye-bye. All right.
Bye. Amazing. She's everything I said. And if you don't believe me, go look her up. Like I said, her name is Jennifer Benson. The name of the uh, business, business, I'm okay. Now I know I've been talking too much. Ignescent Music. The website is ignescentmusic.com. On Facebook with the same name. Personal page again, Jennifer Benson, B-E-N-S-O-N. They are on iTunes, YouTube, Spotify. She has a LinkedIn profile, Reverb Nation, Pandora, SoundCloud. Their Twitter handle is at Ignescent Music. Instagram, Ignescent Music. And obviously, of course, you can also find um, their ambassadors for Hold International, which is holdinternational.org. Again, my very deepest thanks to Jennifer, to all of you listening in who had to listen to me ramble on when I have half a voice. I feel really bad, but I appreciate you every single time, every single day. So thanks so much. And again, if you guys get time, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time tomorrow, the very talented Canadian fellow himself, DJ slash director, Mars Robage, 12 o'clock Central Standard Time. You guys have a great night. I'll talk to you tomorrow.